0: For more information or to plan your visit, check us out at citywalkchurch.com or on social media at WeAreCityWalkCA. Good morning, City Walk Church. Hope your week has gone well. I know it's uh, in a different setting that we're meeting this morning, but I'm excited that you're here and looking forward to what God's going to do as he uses this service. One of the things I love about our gathering, and we're now about a year old, is I love all the different places we've all been in our faith over the years. Uh, we have some people here that uh, your first church experience where you were coming to church on a regular basis is now. For you, you you've not, not grown up in a place where you were going to church on a regular basis, and City Walk is your first church that you've kind of been committed to. And for some of you, uh, you grew up going to church, but man, it's been about 10 years since you've been in church, and so City Walk's kind of that first church for you as well. Others of you, you grew up in a maybe a more traditional faith background, and for you, you remember going to church on a regular basis, and, and that was just part of life. Uh, there may be still some that, you know what, you've kind of seen and been a part of faith a little bit, but you've always been a little bit skeptical and it's not been a big part of your life. And even now you're kind of wondering what Jesus is doing and you're, you're not sure you don't have all your questions answered. And so you're kind of, you're here, you're leaning in, but you've got a lot of questions. And, and, and there may be other scenarios that are just like that, where just different people came from different faith backgrounds. For me, I kind of grew up in that, in that group that was kind of traditional faith background. I grew up in a church, a little Baptist church, in Lakeland, Florida, and and as a as a kid, that was just part of our life. And if you grew up in a little Baptist church like I did, there was a couple days in the year and a couple events that you really look forward to. The first event that you look forward to if you were a little kid was you look forward to potluck dinners. Anytime you found out there was going to be a potluck dinner or kind of a dessert fellowship after church and the Baptists do those potluck dinners, well, you were excited to go to church because you knew there was going to be a pile of food afterwards, and that was always a big event. Another event that you look forward to if you grew up kind of how I did is about once a year our church would do this thing called a missions conference. And a missions conference is, they would take two or three days out of the week, it would usually start on Sunday and go through about Tuesday or Wednesday, and they would bring in three to five missionaries from around the world that our church supported, and those missionaries would take time, and they had, if you remember way back, and if you grew up like I did, they had a thing called a slideshow. And they would show you pictures of their area of the world. They would tell you about their ministry. They would all set up like a display board in the lobby with different things from their country. And I can remember as a little kid just loving watching their slideshows and seeing the different parts of the world. And also interacting with their displays and seeing the different things from their countries. But there was one type of missionary in really one country that if you were a missionary to this country, you were like another level of missionary and, and for me as a little kid that that country was africa i mean all the missionaries were important but man if you were a missionary to africa you were like a superhero to me because i imagined that if you were a missionary to africa that you probably swam through snakes to get to a tribe of people that didn't wear any clothes and wanted to eat you while you were telling them about jesus and so that's kind of what i pictured as, as a missionary to Africa and so for me man when there was a missionary from Africa at our missions conference man I leaned in and I can remember my parents they would allow uh, us to host some of those missionaries that would come through and for me that was really special because what it did for me as a little kid was it helped me see that missionaries were normal people who God had put in different parts of the world to just tell people about Jesus and and what it did is it allowed me to say, okay, these these are really special people, but they're normal people just like me. And so, as a as a young kid, I remember grappling at an early age with, okay, if missionaries are going to these different parts of the world to share with people about Jesus, then what part do I play in this whole thing of of the ministry and and the mission of God? And there was one section in the scriptures and. If you grew up in church, you may have heard this passage, but there was a section in in the passage in the book of Romans that I remember as a little kid, and I remember grappling with, and it's a section of Scripture where Paul asks some questions that really begin to make you think about the mission of God. And it's in Romans chapter 10, verse 14. I'll read it. This is in the New Living Translation. It says this, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? These verses present some questions that are some great questions and in some ways kind of haunting questions when you ask these questions like, how are people going to know if nobody tells them? How are people going to know if no one goes to where they're at? And it, it, it presents these questions and... And as a little kid, I remember thinking about these questions, and the answer to these questions is the person of Jesus. And if you grew up in church, you know that, man, if you didn't know the answer to a question, at least 80% of the time, you could say Jesus and probably get away with it. But in this case, it actually is the answer. The answer to the question about the mission of God, of how people are going to know without a preacher, how people are going to know if no one goes to them, is Jesus. And here's why. Jesus was sent. The word sent means to dispatch. And I don't know if you know this, but 42 times just in the Gospel of John, Jesus refers to the truth of him being sent by God. And so for Jesus, it was very important that people knew that he was not just here on the earth, but he was sent or dispatched by God with a clear understanding that he had a very clear and important mission. And so as you think about this word sent, what is Jesus sent to do? That's a real good question. Okay, Jesus, we get it. You were sent by God. You were sent on a mission. But Jesus, what were you sent to do? And the answer to that is simply this, to bring light. John chapter 12, verse 45 and 46 says it this way and whoever sees me sees him who sent me i have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness did you hear the word light in that in that passage jesus said i i was sent to bring light What does Jesus mean when he talks about the word delight? Well, if you have a little kid at home, we have a little girl named Kate. Many of you know her. She's six years old. And and usually when we put Kate to bed, we will tuck her in. We'll read her a story. We'll pray with her. But right before we leave the room, she'll say something like this. Hey, Daddy, can you leave the light on a little bit? And our light is a a light where you can dim it a little bit. and, And she doesn't want it left all the way on, but she wants it on just a little bit, just to give a little light to the room. Why why does she want a little bit of light to the room? Why, Why did Jesus come? What was this whole light about? And it was simply this, the same reason that Kate wants a little light in her bedroom is the same reason that Jesus brought light. And that's simply this, to make things that are impossible to see in the dark plain, to make vision possible where darkness takes away that ability to see see jesus came to make it possible for people to know the truth about god on our own and you you may know this you may not know this but on our own it is impossible for us to find God on our own. It's impossible. We're not going to look for God on our own. We're not going to find God on our own. And the scriptures tell us that Jesus was sent to bring light. So just like in Kate's bedroom, that light gives gives a little bit of, of light so that the darkness goes away and she can see things that she wouldn't be able to see in the darkness. Jesus brings light, which is why he was sent, so we could see things that we wouldn't be able to see without that light and what he came to help us see is he came to help us see how we can have a personal relationship with god he was sent to do that throughout the old testament if you read throughout the old testament you'll see that throughout the old testament god was progressively revealing himself to the world but in the New Testament, man, he took it up a notch because he brought Jesus to the earth and he revealed himself in the person of Jesus. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 says it this way. He is the image of the invisible God, talking about Jesus, the firstborn of all creation. Let me read that again. He, being Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of of all creation did you hear the word image when it was talking about jesus that he is the image of the invisible god what does what does it mean by that the word image means this it means the exact representation it means a personal manifestation and so what what paul was saying in colossians is jesus is the exact representation of god If you were to take out your phone right now, and you were to, maybe you're watching this on your phone, but if you were to flip over to the camera, and you were to turn that camera back on yourself, you would take a picture of yourself, and then you would look at that picture, we call those selfies, you would look at that selfie, and you would say, hey, that's me. Well, if Jesus, and obviously he didn't have an iPhone, or he didn't have an Android device, but if he did, and he was to take a selfie of himself, he would Pull that phone up after he took that picture, and as he looked at that picture of himself, he would see God, because Jesus was the exact representation of God. And so, he, the question is this: What does this have to do with me being a follower of Jesus? We've been in the series, the life of a Jesus follower. What does it mean to me? Why does it even matter to me that Jesus? was God and that he was sent by God to bring light. And here's what it means to us. John 17 verse 18 says this, As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Matthew 5 verse 14, the very first part of that verse says it this way, You are the light of the world. See, following Jesus, and we've talked about this city walk, Following Jesus means that we put focus on the relationships that Jesus put focus on. One was his relationship with God. One was his relationship with the disciples or other believers. But also, and it's very important that we do put a relationship with God and with other believers, make that, make that a priority. But if we're going to follow Jesus, we also have to focus on a relationship with people who don't know God with our neighbors, and with the nations. And we are here to reveal Jesus to them. As if Jesus was walking in our shoes when we go to the grocery store, when we go to school, when school gets back in, wherever we go, it's as if Jesus, the sent one from God, who is now sending us to bring the same light that he brought to the world, he's sending us to do the same thing. We, we've we've said this quote before, a few weeks ago. I read this quote. I love this quote because it really encapsulates this idea of Jesus and his part in us. It says this: The Christian life is nothing less than the life which he lived then, live now by him, and you. Jesus, God's son was sent by God on a mission to bring light. He was sent to bring light so that things that were in the dark would be seen clearly. And now what he's saying to us is, hey, just as God sent me into the world, I'm sending you into the world to do the same thing that I was sent into the world, and that is to bring light. And, and what's great is Jesus doesn't say, hey, you've got to do it by yourself. What he says is, hey, actually, would you just let me live my life through you as I brought light into the world 2,000 years ago? I want to do the same thing today, and I want to do it through you. So how does this work? How, how do I show Jesus to people who don't know him? How did Jesus handle it specifically challenging moments just like we're in now how did he bring light to challenging moments how did he bring light when there were obstacles how did he bring light when there was uncertainty because we are to allow him to do the same thing today and very quickly here's what he did and i think these are some things we can learn from when jesus was facing challenging moments some of the things he did that allowed him to give light in darkness was this the first thing is this he leaned into his relationship with his father. If you were to read through the Gospels at the most challenging moments in Jesus' life, you would see that one of the things he focused on almost every single time, and you just see it weaved through his story, is he spent time with God. When things were good, that right before he went to the cross, when it was tough, he prioritized his relationship with his father. And, and friends, City Walk Church, whether you're watching and, and you call City Walk home or maybe you're watching from around the country, one of the ways that we can bring light to this world is by leaning into our relationship with God. Yeah, should we watch the news? Should we stay informed? Should we keep up to date? Absolutely. But there comes a time for most of us that we just need to turn the news off and spend time with God. Lean into our relationship with God. That's one of the things Jesus did that I believe we could do if we really are seeking to bring light into the world the way Jesus did, and that is to lean into our relationship with God. But another thing he did is he did this. He did not get distracted from the big picture. He, He was sent into the world to bring light, to save people, and in the scariest moments of his life, he remained focused on the big picture, why he was here. Right now, we're in a, a world where there's a lot of uncertainty, where it's, it's really easy to go down rabbit trails and worry about things that we don't even know if they're true. And, and Jesus, I believe, if, if we're going to allow him to live his life through us and we're going to bring light the way he did, we have to be people like him who don't get distracted and remain focused on what's most important. Jesus did that. But then the last thing that we see that we want to talk about this morning is you think about how did Jesus take on the most challenging moments of his life how did he bring light from God into those moments the last thing is this he he remained concerned about people that were around him he showed concern and loved people that were around him even from the cross, in the moment that was the hardest, most painful, most heartbreaking moment of his life, you see Jesus very concerned for the men who killed him and also for his family. He showed concern for the soldiers and he also showed concern for his family. How does Jesus handle the most challenging moments of his life? How did he bring light into the most challenging moments of his life? He leaned into his relationship with his father. He didn't get distracted from the big picture. And he remained concerned for those around him. It's very easy. I wrote this in my notes. It's very easy to walk through life afraid, worried, and lose track of our God, his sovereignty, and his desire for a relationship with us and other people. It's really easy to get distracted. But we must ask Jesus, and this is so important. We have to ask Jesus, Jesus, would you help me? Would you help me to allow you to live your life through me? so that in the midst of the best times, in the midst of the most challenging times, in the midst of uh, uncertainty, that I am bringing light into the world the same way you did, because our world needs light. They need to see things that they couldn't see without the light of Jesus, because those are the things that are going to give them hope today and hope for eternity. And so City CityWalk, as we, as we close up this morning... I want to encourage you to lean into your relationship with God. I want to encourage you to remain focused on the big picture. Don't get distracted. And then the last thing, I want to encourage you, just like Jesus, to remain concerned for people you know, for people you don't know. And I believe as we follow Christ's example, and as He gives us the power to bring light into this world, that's what's going to change people's eternity. That's what's going to give them hope in the midst of uncertainty. And that's why we're here. We're sent the way Jesus was sent to give light and hope to a world that needs it all the time, but really needs it right now. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for just the incredible example that you were Jesus for us. You were sent by God You were sent by God on a mission, and that mission was to bring light to the darkness. And Lord, I pray in the midst of what's going on in our world right now, that we would be a people who, like you, bring light into the darkness. And Lord, we're unable to do that on our own. We're not even capable of doing that in our own power. But God, I pray that you would this week live your life through us. Right now, City Walk Church, or maybe you're watching from around the country and, and you're just now starting to connect with our church, would you just in the quietness of wherever you're watching this, would you just ask God, God, would you this week live your life through me so that I can bring light to the world that needs it? Would you just ask Him for that? Would you just ask Him for that that help to do that? And I believe as as you live and he lives his life through you, that you will bring hope to this world. Jesus, thank you for what you've done for us. Now, I pray that we would represent you well. In Jesus' name, amen.